Today, I'm sharing my favorite places to vacation with kids and plan it so it's a great time for the whole family. I love seeing people's posts on social media about where they travel with kids to get ideas of where we could go next. So I thought I'd share what I've learned over the years about picking the right places to go and how to best plan the trip so your kids have a blast and you have fun too. It's a fun Friday podcast all about places to travel with your kids. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you are here with me today because we're talking about something fun, something that makes everybody happy, vacation. I love talking about vacations and thinking about vacations. And lately, I've actually been having my kids kind of research. My girls are eight and nine. So I've been having them watch YouTube videos and research different places that they might want to go on vacation. And that's been really fun too. And that's one of my first, right out of the gate, one of my first tips is show your kids YouTube videos of the place you're going to go before you go. Unless you like some element of surprise or if there's something that you don't want them to see. But I'm telling you, I love showing them because they can get more excited about it. They can visualize. Sometimes it's hard for us as adults to put ourselves in a little five-year-old's body from their perspective or a three-year-old or a 10-year-old even. So I love showing them YouTube videos when I'm cooking dinner or when we're in transition for something. I'll just put it on TV and let them kind of see where we're going. And I find that It helps them get more excited and know where we're going and think about what they may want to do. It's really cool. So I highly recommend um, putting on YouTube videos of the places that you're going to go before you go to get your kids excited and thinking about all of it. All right. So of course, when we are planning, before I get into all the different places that we've been that that are our favorite spots, first... Do your research, of course, and make sure that you're going at the right time of year for weather and for all the different factors that make sense for wherever you're going. So do your research. I've done this maybe only once, made a mistake and kind of went to the wrong place at the right time of year. So make sure you check that out. Also, think about what each person in the family will enjoy as you're looking at places to go, you know? I always think about the flight time and how much time we're actually going to spend flying and how much time we're going to lose on either end and if it's worth it. After our last trip with multiple plane rides with kids, I decided that's it. There's enough cool places one plane ride away until my kids are older. Again, right now they're two, eight, and nine. Until my kids are older, I'm done with the two flights to get somewhere just because there's so many other options and it just makes it so much easier to not lose a whole day of travel and also, you know, end up there, to be honest, mildly exhausted because you've been, you know, handling three kids for, you know, what's probably 20 hours of um, kind of travel time. So that's where I'm at, but decide based on what, what you think. And like I said, think about each person in the family and 
I really like to make sure it's not just to focus on any one kid or just the kids. You know how it's easy. Maybe you have four kids and you're picking something that would really only be great for the youngest or the oldest or somewhere that you'll go, but like you will probably be miserable because it's just only for the kids. So I'm always trying to think of that balance. Some, a place, wherever I end up on, I try to figure out a place that each person in the family at this age and this stage and this moment of life, they're going to enjoy it. And they're not going to feel like they're on this vacation for somebody else. So pick the place you're going to go. Look at different hotels. If a kid's club is important to you, look at the kid's club, look at the flight time, and do all that research ahead of time so you're really confident and you don't have any surprises. Of course, you can never predict weather, and there's so many unexpected things that can happen, but do your research, and those problems are less likely to pop up. Next, think about packing and packing right and don't overpacking. And if you have young kids or if you're going somewhere where you're going to have heavy, bulky stuff, which I feel like is every vacation, I like to send a box ahead of time. I talk about this a lot because I love it. If I'm going to a beach vacation, I send their snorkels if we don't want to rent them and their fins. I always send boxed milk, like the Horizon boxed milk that doesn't need to be refrigerated and cereal, like organic cereal that... It's just so easy, like an easy breakfast. If my husband, if they're up early and we haven't eaten, if we're not, and my husband and I aren't going to eat yet, or other snacks, sunscreen, baby wipes, diapers, um, any sort of floaties or anything specific. I'll pack uh, swim shoes, so like water shoes if we're going to go on water adventures or flip flops, things that just bulk up the suitcase. A lot of times, the things that go in my box are consumable, so I don't even need to ship a box home. But sometimes you will have to ship a box home. It's just not that hard. You give it to concierge and you tip them and they're thrilled to do it. And I've never had a problem getting a box there or getting a box back. That being said, I always ship my box at least a week before I'm going to leave. So that way I can make sure it gets there. So I call the hotel ahead of time. I tell them it's coming. I get specific instructions to put on the box. I ship the box ahead of time. I track it when it's there. I call. I make sure my person at concierge has it nice and safe for me. And that way I don't get on the plane assuming I'm going to have all these things. And then for some reason there's a problem with the box and I don't. So send it way ahead of time. Make sure they have it safe and sound before you actually leave on your trip. So you're not panicking. I really struggle with not overpacking because I'm just the type of person I just want to have. I don't want to stress about trying to find something, but you know, I've really figured that overpacking is just so bulky and it makes for such a pain. And sometimes if you need something, it makes for a fun adventure in another city to go find anyway. So I really try to not overpack. And if I'm going to, I try to overpack in that box that I'm setting ahead of time. So I'm not just like completely dripping sweat going through the airport exhausted because I'm holding, you know, kids and strollers and car seats and an extra suitcase because I've just packed way too much. When I am planning a trip with kids, I always, always, always make friends with the concierge before. Like once I book my flight in my hotel, I call into the concierge and I just, you know, become friends with with someone at concierge and tell them about our family and what we're looking for. And I have them tell me all the coolest things. I have no idea why, but I've only started doing this in the last five years or so. And it's just like the best thing ever. It's a free resource. So I do lots of YouTubing and then I'll research online or do blogs. But listen, I'm so busy like all of you. I don't have a ton of time 
to do a crazy, crazy deep dive on my own and, you know, basically become an expert on every single place we're going to go. I just don't. So making concierge your best friend, I think is such a great idea because they know all the ins and outs and tell them, you know, this is what would be cool for, you know, my family. This is something that would annoy them. Give them examples and have them tell you everything. So I'll have them email me over all the options. And then I plan out the days fully. So I have a plan every day. I have a plan and a restaurant reservation for at least dinner every day. And then I have a plan, but I'm also totally open to change. So I'm aware of the cancellation policy. So I know when we need to cancel if we're going to, but I have something booked because I've made that mistake to where you get there and you're like, oh, uh, you know, I booked the hotel and I booked the, the flights and that in itself can be, you know, a big task. And then I feel like, all right, cool. Now we're just going to go. But then, especially if you're, you know, managing a family and one kid or several kids, everyone wakes up and they look at you like, what are we going to do now? And you got to have a plan. And like I said, I'm totally not married to the plan. If we go completely off the grid, I'm happy with that. I just want to have a plan so that we can maximize the time there. You know, a lot of times by the time you have a day of travel on either side, you just have four days somewhere. So you want to maximize it and you don't want to spend your time going down to the concierge desk on your first day of your vacation to try to get the rundown of what's going on in the place. No way. Totally do that ahead of time. So you have a pulse of things and you have an idea of some of the restaurants you might want to pop into or some of the streets you might want to walk around and look at the shops or the activities or the adventures or any of the things. I always try to balance downtime with activity time. So depending on where we're going and if we've been there before, and the ages and stages of my crew, I always try to do like a nice balance and not over program us. So maybe we'll have one kind of big activity and then kind of see where the day takes us. Or maybe I'll do one in the morning and then there's kind of a lunch nap moment and then there's one in the afternoon. Or if there's a dinner experience, like when we just went to Aspen, they had killer dinner experiences where you would take um, dogs dog sledding and then you went to dinner. So that was like you needed to leave the hotel at three to get there by four to do the dog sledding when it was still light. And then you had dinner at, you know, six and you're back at 10. So that's a whole adventure. So in that case, that would be the, the main thing of the day. So I try to plan, plan, plan. Don't be married to the plan. Um, be willing to totally ditch it, but have a plan uh, so that everyone's not looking at you like, what are we going to do now? Like I said, so much depends on the ages of your kids and the dynamics of your family when you're deciding where to go and what to do on vacation. When my husband was younger, he was more up for like a full-on kid vacation like I am. Like, I am like down for it. I am down for the Legoland, staying in the Legoland hotel, sleeping in the castle bed, all of it. Like, I am game for it. But I get it. He's not. He works hard and it's hard for him to have time off. So when he does take time off and take the time to go on a trip, I want him to feel like it's a trip that he loves too. And he's not just kind of being, you know, I'm not dragging him along on a kid trip. So try to figure out that balance for your family. And I think that I wasn't always so aware of that before. So that's why I kind of throw it out there on this podcast. I'm always trying to bring in the tips that I would wish I would have known when I was younger or just wish I would have known in general to kind of save myself some heartache or some problems. So that's one of them. Really, really think about what everyone would want and ask them, would this be fun to you? Would this be annoying? Would you be excited to go here? Would you be excited to do this? Or, you know, what would be the coolest place you could ever go? Is it beach? 
Is it a cruise? Is it snow? All the different things. But talk to everyone rather than just assuming that you know what everyone's going to like. Okay, I'm sure I'll think of more as we go. But those are my main quick planning, prepping, packing tips. Oh, you probably know I love a good healthy food prep. So I always bring my own food on the plane. I have this really cool cooler bag that's inexpensive from Amazon and I will link it and it fits perfectly. It's nice, a nice little square. It fits right under the seat in front of you. And I pack snacks and food because I hate the airport struggle. You get to the airport, everybody's starving. People want six different things. I'd rather them not start the trip eating unhealthy food because I'd rather them eat unhealthy food on the trip with like, you know, on the beach with like a snow cone when we pass a snow cone cart or if they want to build a, their own huge ice cream sundae sandwich on a Disney cruise. I'd rather them have that than the crappy food at the airport, the less healthy food, I should say. So um, pack your airport, your airplane food in a cooler bag and take it on the plane with you. And it just makes it so much easier. Keeps everyone eating healthy before they're about to indulge in, on vacation as you should. And then I, um, on the way home, because obviously you're leaving from the hotel, I'll order room service, or if there's a small shop or a grocery store, I'll kind of try to, obviously it's not nearly as good on the way back, but I'll try to fill my same cooler bag with snacks and food that people will eat. And also the health and nutrition aside, it's just the convenience. You know, sometimes you get to the airport and plan on eating and then security takes longer, something takes longer, and then you don't have time and then you're boarding a plane and they're not really serving a meal. I just like to remove all those variables. So I always pack an awesome cooler bag for every flight for everybody. And it's just a way to keep them happy and occupied, especially if you are trying to entertain young kids on a plane. I like to bring different activities that I bring out at different times. Sometimes I'll even wrap them for my littlest guy. I'll wrap them and, you know, every hour or two, even if it's just something small, like, you know, little trucks or um, a little um, coloring kit or whatever it is. I'll wrap it or even just put it in little bag bags or little kind of gift bags. So that way it's exciting and it keeps them mellow and happy. I've always had really good plane flight kids. I'm not sure if it's probably a combination of them and, and my prep, um, I hope. <laughs> but uh, I think that makes a world of difference. If you start your trip with everyone being happy and not stressed and you know not feeling like you're bugging every single human on the plane, that's a good start to the trip. All right, so getting into the best places that we've gone on vacation with kids. First, I like I said, I'm pretty much done with the two flights to go anywhere, but I do love Atlantis in the Bahamas. I mean, if you are going for a water park destination, this is it. Their water park is 41 acres and they have 11 swimming pools. So it's just huge. And within the hotel, there's like a bunch of little hotels. So it's like, you know, Atlantis is one big resort, but then there's a bunch of little hotels. I like staying at the Cove. I think it's nice and mellow and it's a little bit more modern of a design. I like the location of it. It's one of the newer ones. I love staying at the Cove, but they're all, they're all great. And there's a casino and some restaurants that you may know that you have been to at other places like Nobu, which is always a great sushi place. And um, like I said, casinos, and there's just so much to do for kids. For me, I just think the water parks for most kids are just the most exciting. And one of the hardest things about planning a vacation with kids who want to go to water parks is if you want to go some to some of the nicest 
hotels and the nicest resorts, depending on how you vacation. I know a lot of people will take one or two big vacations a year. So they want to go to a nicer place, like a Four Seasons or something like that. And the thing is, most of these high-end resorts are not going to have water parks. So I've talked to so many travel agents about this. It's so interesting because I'm like, why don't they just do high-end resorts and do just like one area that has water parks? Because we always we all want to take our kids on summer vacations and have them be so happy and busy and entertained and active and and excited. But I get it. That's not the jam of that's not why people go to a high-end resort uh, vacation destination. So I get it, but I still think they should. But I think there's a lot of places, and that's what I'm going to go through, that are nice and that are fun at all different price points, but places where your kids can still get that really fun experience, especially on beach vacations, um, without having to go somewhere that you feel like you're only on a kid trip. So I really like Atlantis in the Bahamas. Um, I would say the downside of, oh, and they have a marine habitat and dolphins and just lots of stuff to do. Like you could just pack every single day because it's just this huge compound with so many things to do. And they'll have days when they have big inflatables, bounce houses where you can jump and water inflatables and inflatables on the water and in the land. And there's just so many cool activities. They really have it down as far as keeping families entertained and movie nights and all the different things that you know, families want to see to stay busy and keep everyone entertained and happy, especially if you're there for a long time, if you're there for a week or more. Oh, the one thing I will say about Atlantis is it's probably not the best food we've ever had. My husband would tell you the food is terrible. I think it's, I think it's fine. I think for kids, it's really fun to have places where you can walk up and like do your own soft serve or grab your own corn dog at kind of the kid the kid pool areas, they have a lot of grab and go type stuff, which I think is really exciting and fun for the kids. And that's not a vacation for me that I would be going on anyways, with the intention of having, you know, the best meals of my entire existence. So but if you talk to my husband, he would say that. Um, But that's Atlantis, Atlantis in the Bahamas. Again, I don't think we'll be going there anytime soon. Again, just because we've been a couple times. It's great, but I'm over the two flights for us coming out of California. Um, while we're on Atlantis though, we also took a Disney cruise to Atlantis out of Florida and I am not a cruise person per se, but I love the cruise for the kids for a lot of the same reasons I love Atlantis. There's so much stuff to do on board with the cool slide. Most of these boats usually have at least one big slide kind of coming from the top. And then they'll have like a little Finding Nemo splash pad little kid pool area, which I think is really fun. Lots of pools, lots of activities, lots of um, things to do. And I love that there's things for kids to do at night, which is often hard to find at other hotels. So we went a couple days ahead of time and stayed in Florida and did all the Disney parks in Florida for two days, two, three days before we boarded the cruise. And I think that's a great way to do it if you want to see the Disney parks on for us on the other side of the coast. We did hit all the Disney parks, which is really cool for them to see Epcot Center and compare it to the Disneyland that's close to our house. And then we um, did the cruise. The thing with Atlantis, though, is you have to stay there to have a wristband. And I knew sometimes they do guest passes. So look into that ahead of time and call the concierge there. If you're going to go on the Disney cruise, to Atlantis out of Florida, call Atlantis ahead of time because you don't want to get off the boat at the stop and think that you're getting into the hotel and you're not. And I know there's a lot of other hotels around there, but I think that Atlantis is pretty much it. And if you can get a day pass, 
that is the best of both worlds because then you can spend the entire day there doing all the water slides in the pools and the lazy river while you're on your stop. I also love the Disney cruises for the themes and the bippity boppity dress up is so cool. The one thing I would say is the trip that we went on, um, the cruise that we went on, the lines were so long to see the characters and it just baffled me because it was just like, I mean, there were over an hour long line always to see the characters. So I felt like that was kind of a bummer. Whereas when we went to the Disney resort on Oahu, Alani, there was so much for the kids to do and they had characters out all the time. Like you would turn a corner by the pool and it'd be like the little chipmunks and then you'd go to brunch and, you know, Mickey and Donald would be doing a little thing there. I loved the Disney resort um, on Oahu for that reason, because I just felt like there was so much to do. They have, when you arrive, they give you an iPad and a scavenger hunt and you go around kind of the main grounds and find different areas, which is a great way to kind of give yourself a little tour of the resort. I thought the Disney resort was really, really, really great for kids, very similar to the cruise and that there's just so much fun Disney stuff, Disney movies at night and activities and by the pool when all the characters come out and do dancing was super fun. A lot of fun themed food. So they'll have Mickey and Mickey ice creams and Mickey shaped chicken fingers and all the different things that are just so super fun for kids. Now these places can get pretty crowded and then you get into, you know, saving, saving chairs or getting a cabana by the pool. So you have private space, which I think is a good plan. And one of those things, when I call the concierge ahead of time, I always ask about the pool situation and say, is it, you know, cause some resorts you book a cabana by the pool um, way before you get there. In other resorts, you can only book it like seven days or you can only book it once you check in. So figure out what that looks like. If you think you might want a private kind of pool space to get a cabana, whether you have a big group or you want to get out of the sun or you have a baby that will need to nap. We sometimes we do cabanas, sometimes we don't. I just don't like the battling for beach chairs type thing or, or, or pool chairs. So if you can figure out a way around that, I think it makes it so much more relaxing and enjoyable. Um, at the Disney Resort, they have a great kids club. I'm not a big kids club person just for diff different reasons. My kids, I like to go in and let them do like certain activities at kids club. I absolutely love that. And I'm not afraid of leaving my kids. It's just like if I'm going to go on a kid trip, I want to spend the majority of the time with the kids. My husband and I are fortunate enough to kind of do our own trips too separately. So, but I get it. I get that a lot of people love kids clubs because this is your vacation too. And do not feel badly. Do not feel guilty if that's what you want to do. And if that's how your vacation like works the best for your family and you're the happiest, totally do it. So, but I know their, their kids club there is especially great and especially big and robust. And they have things for kids of all ages. And they also have, like I said, my favorite things, which are special activities. So they'll have like an hour long special craft or special, you know, kind of performance, or you go in for like a reading and a craft or activity, whatever it is. I love different things like that to break up the day. And it kind of gives, you know, kind of gives timestamps to the day, which I like. It's like, okay, by at five o'clock, we have this to go to, and then we'll hit dinner after that. It kind of helps like build the day. So you kind of just don't, you know, at the end of the trip, be like, oh, well, we kind of just did the same thing every day which is totally fine if you love what you're doing. But if it's in a new place and you want to try out different things and experience the beach and the pool and the activities, then I like to have a plan and I like to change it up and I like to talk to um, concierge ahead of time to help me kind of figure that out. 
Um, so I would definitely go back to the Disney Resort Alani on Oahu. But I also think that it's kind of like, for me, it's like a check the box kind of thing. Like once you've done it, unless you have kids at, at different ages, like my poor little two-year-old Parker probably will never see it just because we've done it. We did it at the perfect time for our girls and they were so super into Disney before Parker was born. So they were like three and four and it was just like so magical and so fantastic. Um, would we go again? Maybe not again. I think a lot of those things are, it's not the best food you've ever had. It's really geared for the kids. And in that way, it is fantastic. Um, but I think I'd like to experience other things. If you haven't done it, I think you should definitely look into it. And if your kids love Disney or you love Disney, I think that it's a really great place. And they have a great lazy river. I'm telling you places like this, just they know what kids like, and they have so much for the kids to do. It makes it fun and easy. I'm all about trying to avoid like vacation stress. I mean, it sounds silly because like you're on vacation, what could you be stressed about? But there's so many dynamics to work with, with a family. And you know, if there's a time change or a baby napping or all of your family maybe staying in a, in one small space that you're not used to in a hotel room, there's just so many dynamics and it's easy to have friction and, you know, issues come up. So I try to really make a plan to where everyone's going to be happy to avoid that. That's the goal. I talked quickly about Legoland. I love Legoland in Southern California. It is about a 45 minute drive for us. If you're going to do Legoland, I love the new castle hotel. And the best part about Legoland, as far as convenience goes, my husband has never been, I've taken the kids maybe like four times by myself staying at the, I stayed at the other hotel once because the new house, castle hotel was not built yet. And then um, only at the castle hotel after that, just because it's newer and, and the special rooms are really, really nice. Um, nice for kids, like themed, I mean, not like nice as in luxurious. Um, but as far as convenience goes, it's crazy. You literally valet or pull your car up, park right by the castle hotel. And the hotel is like 10 steps to, the, well, I don't know, 50 steps to the entrance of the park. It's, you know how Disneyland is like, man, Disneyland is such an adventure. We live 15 minutes from Disneyland and we have passes and we go and we love it, but it's a trek and we live so close, but the parking and the shuttle or the long walk and the thing to get there, it's just a process. With Legoland, I mean, they still have security and all that, but it's just so easy. You pull up, you drop off your bags in your room, you head into the park and it is great. Super convenient as far as that goes. And Legoland is awesome in a very similar way. They have themed dinners. We'll have characters come out. They'll have characters throughout the hotel. Lots of like walls with Legos where you can come and build Legos. There's a big Lego thing in the lobby. So when you're checking in, the kids are playing in Legos. In every room, they have a little safe. And you have to do a little scavenger hunt to figure out the combination to open the safe. And that opens up a little Lego prize. And they always put one for each of the kids in your family in there, which is really super cute. So staying at the Legoland Hotel there, I have two tips for staying in rooms and they are totally different. One, get the suites, which a lot of times if you book them ahead of time, they're not that expensive and they're not that much more than other rooms. So these rooms are either like a knight's kind of room, like a knight theme room or a princess themed room. And they're so fun with bunk beds and props and lots of Lego tables, lots of Legos. And they're just like, I mean, it's just like a magical experience for kids. So I love those. All the rooms are themed, but the suites are cool. We've done one suite in the princess and one suite in the night. And they're, you know, one's more boy themed, one's more girl themed. They're just very, very cool for kids. And the bunk beds and the jumping on the beds and 
all the things that kids want to do, they nail it. The other thing, if you want to do it at the Legoland Castle Hotel, is to not do the suite and get a ground level room. So make sure it's ground level. They have a big playground and it's where all the kids want to play at night. It has a nice like squishy soft surface. And so I love staying ground level because my kids, we go to Legoland all day. We have dinner in kind of the themed buffet dinner area. I guess it's plated. It's not actual buffets, but it's like, you know, limited menu. And then my kids want to play outside with all the other kids and all the huge uh, play structures that they have. So I like to stay ground level and then I can sit on the balcony. Now you kind of have to hop over the balcony. It's not like a gate, you know, between each balcony to actually get out on the playground, but it's an easy little hop over. And I love staying ground level because I can sit on kind of the balcony and watch the kids or I just kind of pop them up and over the balcony and it's just easier to watch them and I can kind of relax or catch up on some work or whatever I want to do. If my husband ever goes, him and I could have a glass of wine out on the porch. Um, but if you're in one of the castle rooms, which is cooler, but you're far from the play structure. So think about that if you are going to stay at Legoland, but I'm telling you the castle hotel is the only way to go. On to one of my favorite hotels for kids. I know some of my friends love it. And some of my friends don't love it so much, but I love the Grand Wyalea in Maui for kids. It is hands down my favorite place to travel with kids. I went there last summer. I took all three kids by myself. Parker had just turned two. Parker had just turned two and the girls were seven and eight. And we had the best time. I love the Grand Wiley. It's right on the beach in Maui. It's very kid oriented. And there's a fabulous, I think it's a Four Seasons, right next door which I know is kind of painful for some friends to see like the fabulous resort with all the service and the champagne buckets going by. But I love the Grand Wailea for so many reasons. First, I think they have the best water slides because they have small water slides and they have big water slides. And you can kind of start at the top of the resort and water slide, water slide your way down. So they have little water slides that I would take with my two-year-old when we go again, hopefully this year, He'll be able to go down some of the small ones by himself. Last year, definitely, he had to be on my lap. And then they had bigger ones that my eight-year-old was thrilled to go on. Another thing with Grandma Alea is you have to stay there to use the facility. So I have friends that want to stay at more of an adult-type place, but then they'll buy a room, like an inexpensive room. Well, none of the rooms are inexpensive in my mind, but they'll buy one of the lesser expensive rooms just for a night and either stay there or not even stay there, but use the wristband that you get and just, you know, cause if you have, if you, even if you do one night, you can have, get two days of pool time out of it. So that's one way to do it. If you want to stay somewhere else, but enjoy all that Grand Wailea has to offer. They have the only water elevator, which is a really cool experience. You wait in line, you go in what kind of feels like a submarine in a way. And there's a water powered water elevator that takes you up to the top, which is a really fun thing. And they have all the things they have snow cones, they have popcorn machines. They walk around with popsicles and, and fun different little treats and frozen grapes. They have a rope swing, a small kind of pool that you can line up and go on the rope swing, which my kids love. In the pool area, they have a beach pool. So it's like sand that goes into pool, which is great for little kids and great just for floating. I always like to get a cabana when I go there because their, their cabanas are really nice and spacious and I feel like they're really worth it. And when we go to Grand Wailea, when we're staying at Grand Wailea, we spend the whole day by the pool. We'll maybe go down to the beach for a little bit, but everyone likes the pool so much better. And they have that 
um, the small kind of more kiddie pool, I mean, beach, beach pool. So you feel like you're kind of in the beach because the kids can, can still play in the sand, but we're also by the pool, which I feel like just makes it so much easier than um, sitting in the sand. So I'll usually do one day on the beach or at least like a morning. You have to get there early because they their beach chairs, if you want front row beach chairs, they line up a bunch of beach chairs. But if you're like fourth row, you're just so far from the ocean, that kind of sucks. So you want to figure out what time to line up. And at like 7 a.m. you get down there and you start enjoying the beach. The only thing is they'll they'll really move your stuff if you leave it abandoned for more than an hour. So it's kind of a get up early morning, let's do snorkeling, let's do beach stuff, and then maybe move over to the pool. Another thing, and you know, I posted a post, if you want to, if you want to deep dive, if you want to creep on my Instagram, I did a extended post right when I got back from Grand Wailea last summer with all my like very detailed tips about it. So if you're very interested in Grand Wailea, go back there and creep through my photos and find the Grand Wailea post where I am pulling one of the kids on a boogie board in that kind of beach kid pool sandy area. And I go through all my favorite tips of what to do. Um, if you're planning a trip to Grand Wailea, but like I said, I love it. I want to go once a year, every single year until my kids are, you know, old enough to be over at which Parker's only two. So I have a long while, which reminds me, I have so many years of carpool ahead of me. Oh my gosh. Um, but yes, I think Grand Wailea is so much fun. And I think that Hawaii in general has such great weather. The luau's are fun. The atmosphere is the fun, fun, the flower lays are fun. And there's just so much, there's just so much to do. Grand Wailea, I love staying ground level by the water slides. So there's nicer rooms, there's bigger rooms. I like the most, I, I like the least expensive room because again, I think their rooms are pricey. And I like to, especially pricey for like a kid resort. I mean, I get it if we're staying at a montage or something like that, but I feel like they're, they're, the rooms are pricey, but listen, it's my favorite place. So I, it's worth it to me. But I like staying ground level and it's hard to request it, but if you book it, Tell them when you tell them when you book it that you want to put in a request for a ground level room by the water slides because the resort's big. So if you're on the complete other end, it's a trek every day, especially if you're going mainly for the water slides. Water slides and like pools, you know how they all kind of flow into different pools. Um, and then I call a week before I'm going to check in, talk to a manager at the front desk, let them know because I'm telling you for me being ground level by the water slides is so essential because I can roll like roll up my tubes and keep them on the grass outside every day rather than having to go up a couple flights of stairs or elevator or sandy and holding, carrying a hundred things and a baby. No, thanks. So tell them when you book it, call ahead of time. And then I always call like 24 hours before we're going to go. It sounds high maintenance, but just leave yourself a note and it's easy. Talk to the manager on duty, say, Hey, this would really be important to me and make our trip. Uh, can you please make sure this happens for me? And I'm telling you squeaky wheel. You got to be the squeaky wheel on this one because, you know, they're big resorts. They have a lot of requests. But if you keep calling and keep bugging, you will get that killer room. I know you will. And for me, it makes all the difference. Like I roll up my stroller. I roll up my um, anything sandy I want to keep outside. And I just keep it on that porch outside. It's brilliant. And it's a game changer. And that's the only way. That's the only way I do it. So I love Grand Wailea. I love that you can walk along the path, along the beach, walk to a dinner spot or walk to snow cones or acai bowls. Oh, it's just my favorite. And the kids, the kids will literally do the rope swing over and over for hours. And it just makes me so happy seeing them so happy. Um, okay. More beach vacations. Let's talk about Cabo. We love Cabo. My husband and I got married in Cabo. 
it would be his favorite choice to go every time. And for us, if we fly out of Orange County Airport, it's like a two-hour flight and you're there. You're on the sand same day. A couple hours later, it's brilliant, which they don't always have flights directly out of John Wayne Airport. Sometimes we have to go to LAX. So that makes it more of an adventure. But for us, it is so close and so easy and great weather and good food and fun atmosphere. It just feels like a party. There are so many great places to stay in Cabo. We've stayed at a ton of places, some all-inclusive places, some we wanted to be walking distance to all the stuff in town, you know, like right on the beach by the famous restaurant, The Office, that has like the best breakfast burritos ever. And by the way, they will serve you a pineapple with Vouv champagne in it, which on the beach, walking by with all the vendors, you know, who will put your name on a grain of rice or sell you a huge hat that has a big neon that big neon um scarf around it that says Cabo that's epic or all the different things that they want to sell you like glass blown hearts which I love and just, you know all the other all the other junk that we want but we really don't need or things we want to bring home to people it's fun to sit there and you know watch all the vendors and have a drink and let the kids play in the water and you can also rent jet skis or do banana boating or parasailing from that beach so that's really fun My all-time favorite place to stay in Cabo is Las Ventanas, and this is a very expensive resort. My husband calls it the $80 taco plates by the pool because it is pricey, but to me, and it's an adult resort. It really is, but sometimes, like like I said, we we all work hard. We don't have that many vacations. I want to go to my favorite place. So Las Ventanas has the best concierge team and kind of like butler service ever. We went there last spring break for the last, the last time we went was last spring break. It was Presley's birthday when we arrived and they had a kind of like a huge cake cupcake with a firework, like a, like a you know, those firework um, candles coming out of it. Right when we literally, right when we got out of the van that took us to the hotel, they had it playing with a band and it's just, they have every detail down. We, rented a private little area on the beach and did a movie on the beach and surprised the kids. You can also do a romantic dinner on the beach. They really have stepped it up too in the last few years because now they have a lazy river that kind of goes in a cave up at one of the top pools. So again, this is really like a a more high-end Cabo resort, but it's my favorite place and they've done things recently that that you can go to this high-end resort and make it so much fun for your kids. They'll do a private pizza making, or you can do it with a group of kids. And my husband and I wanted to relax in the pool. They even had the chef come up and did the pizza making by the pool. So the kids could kind of decorate their own pizzas. And then they did cookie decorating too by the pool. So that way we didn't have to leave. I'm telling you, their service is a second to none. It is incredible. And they have lots of really special experiences for kids. They also have a really cool grotto dinner where you have dinner in the grotto. Now you have to reserve it ahead of time because there's only one and I don't even know if they offer it every night, but it's like lots of courses and it's just too cool because you're sitting in water. I mean, listen, for some people, this could be a nightmare. My girlfriend, Heather was like, I don't think I really need to sit in a warm spa while eating and foods dropping with kids. I'm like, hmm, good point. Didn't really think of that. We had a blast. So it may be better more for some than for others. But such a cool experience. And then in the evening time in Cabo, most nights they have fireworks. So we were in the grotto having our dinner. And there's, you know, one nice big hole where you can look at and see the sky and everything. And there were fireworks. 
outside towards the end of our dinner and it was just epic. Um, so I love Las Ventanas. Like I said, they do the best details in the room for the kids. They have, um, sand, sand castle making things. They even did a personalized pillow that was in, that was engraved with their name on it. They just really have all the details down. And even though it's really more of an adult place, they have enough things for kids. And like I said, that top pool with the lazy river is really enough to keep the kids happy and entertained. It is definitely no, you know, water slides, um, Atlantis water structure. It is the opposite of that. But if you want to go to a high-end resort that still is so great for kids, especially in Cabo, it's Las Ventanas. Um, I did a whole podcast on Vegas, but listen, I have to mention Vegas because I love Vegas and I love Vegas with kids. For me, Vegas with kids is ideal if you can bring a family member or bring a babysitter so you can kind of do the best of both worlds, adventure during the day with kids, and then when they're tuckered out, they can have room service in the room and then you can go enjoy the nightlife. That's my favorite. We've stayed everywhere in Vegas. I think there's so many so many different great places to stay. Lately, we love Encore at the Wynn is really great. It has less cigarette smoke, I find, than other places. There's a great little grab-and-go kind of breakfast snack place right when you, right when you, kind of in the center of the check-in area, which I love because I feel like so many hotels, it's either like a huge buffet or you have to wait for room service. I love a hotel that has like just great grab-and-go stuff or you could sit and eat a quick breakfast or eat a quick meal or grab a quick smoothie on your way out. For me, I I love having that kind of convenience that a lot of hotels, Vegas hotels don't have. And the less smoke is so important to me, but I still like it to have a pulse. One time when I was pregnant with Parker, we went there in October for my birthday and I stayed at one of those hotels. I don't even remember the name of it now. That's like a zero smoke, zero casino hotel. It just didn't feel like Vegas, you know? So I like the Encore, but there are so many great hotels and we always bounce around as everyone does to all the different hotels. Um, for all the things to do for kids. So if you're interested in that, look back at my podcast episode on how to be awesome at going to Las Vegas with kids. And I go through all the tips on that. One other trip that we did that was super fun is we went to Punta Cana. We went with the Dubros and it was so much fun. We stayed at the Eden Rock Hotel. And I know since then there's been some issues and some kind of health concerns with traveling to Punta Cana. But when we went, we had a blast. We had so much fun. And this was one of the ones that was that was really great for older kids. We went to a kind of a water park, but like an older water park where they had big inflatable water structures, like obstacle courses that you would climb. And they had jet skis and like surfing kind of things and lots of really physical activities to keep the family busy and active and outdoors and trying new things for like three or four hours. That was super fun. Again, Eden Rock had incredible service. We were actually there over Thanksgiving, and they did a cool Thanksgiving dinner for us on a deck overlooking the water, and we did our own little menu and things like that. And it wasn't any more expensive. It was just because we had a large party between both of our families, so they were willing to do it. So a lot of times, if you just ask, um, a lot of the things that may seem like people people would be like, oh, they probably got that because they were famous. And I probably would have thought that if I weren't friends with them, but it really wasn't. It was just because, you know, we had a big group and we just asked them if we could do it. It was the same price as a normal dinner would have been. Again, making friends with the concierge and chatting with them ahead of time. And even once you get there, there they have golf carts that they kind of take you around because there's a bunch of different areas of the resort. 
And I would always just chat with them and, hey, what's the coolest thing? What are you loving? What do you think my kids would like? What's, you know, what do locals love? What do you guys do here? What do you think? I love kind of getting to know the culture. Leaving Eden Rock, we were at the Punta Cana airport flying out and our flight was delayed, 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 and then canceled. And there were no flights out the rest of the day. So we were going to head back to Eden Rock and we were getting in a car. It was totally a debacle with the kids. You can imagine, you know, we were gearing up for a long day of travel and we were already in the hotel, in the airport for like six hours before it was canceled. And so we were going to go back to the hotel that we came from. And then I was like, you know what? Let's try out the Hard Rock Hotel. I mean, listen, we have, we have to spend a night here anyways. We have to pay for another night of hotel room. Let's try out somewhere different. And the Hard Rock Hotel was totally different than Eden Rock. And it's not for everyone, maybe, but I loved it. Like I said, I'm all down for a kid adventure. And it had the water structures. It had like the cool shows at night, like the kids comedy shows at night and performances. And this place is a compound. Again, you need a golf cart to get around, but the different water structures and even like the DJs and the games in the pool. I love the Hard Rock Hotel and it wasn't even somewhere that I had on my radar that I would ever stay. But check that out. If you're thinking about going to Punta Cana, um, that place was awesome. And it had a pulse to it and an energy and nightlife with kids, which is often hard to find. Lots of different restaurant options, a ton of different restaurant options, fun like hole-in-the-wall pizza places, and then they'd have buffet places and different restaurants. So that was super fun and kind of an unexpected adventure. Another, oh my gosh, I still have so many. I'm going to try to speed this up so this episode is not way too long for you, but I have just so many good ones. All right, let's get into some snow stuff. So the Polar Express and Grand Canyon in Williams, Arizona, I think you have to do once. Again, for me, this is one of those things kind of like the Disney Cruise. I think that you have to do it once and then it might be like a kind of check the box, check it off the list. I would make a trip of it and go to the Grand Canyon on the same trip. You want to book it ahead of time. It is an experience for the kids and you want to book it. It books, especially obviously around November, December, it books up quickly. So Book it ahead of time so you go exactly when you want to go. Get your matching pajamas like everyone does, the tradition, and get ready for the train ride. I think this is one of those things that might be fun to show your kids. Maybe you watch the videos ahead of time so you don't give away too much to the kids. But I think especially if your kids are little, it will up the excitement of the train ride if they kind of know what's happening. Or you can even read the book to them a couple times. The actual part at the top of the Polar Express I thought was pretty kind of quick. Like when you see Santa at the actual top of the train ride kind of went a little bit fast, which is totally fine. But I think that, you know, I like the lead up to it and the magic of it and the pajamas and the pictures and they give all the kids bells when they get on. Super, super fun, something to look into. But I think you should make a trip of it and go to the Grand Canyon on the same trip because it's not that far away. Other snow vacations, my two favorite snow spots are Whistler and Aspen. Anywhere in Whistler by Blackcomb Mountain is great. And it's kind of like that prime location where the Olympics were at and just where everything's at. Um, The nicest hotel, I think, is the Four Seasons in Whistler, which is super nice. But like I said, not all... Not all trips. Sometimes when I when I go when I'm booking a trip, I want to book an inexpensive hotel because I want to. I'd rather spend the money on the activities and the excursions and the adventure or the dinners or whatever. So I like to change it up, and I don't always. I don't know. I always. I have different thinking, and a lot of times I will use um, American Express Travel to help me kind of uh, feel out different things, or I've used different travel agents, which can be such a good resource especially if it's somewhere that you've never been or you don't have close family or friends that has been somewhere. 
And this is, I definitely in Whistler, for going to Whistler and Aspen, I use a travel agent, um, talk to a travel agent, talk to American Express and talk to the concierge to kind of figure it out. I didn't go on a ton of snow vacations when I was younger. I'd never had skied or snowboarded. So I just didn't really know how all the lift tickets worked and all those details. So it's nice to kind of know ahead of time, especially on snow vacations, because you're holding the gear and the skis and the helmets and the, all the heavy things. That's my only downside about snow vacations is I feel like it's so much to bring. It's so bulky. It's so much to put on and it's so much to take off. But it's so magical and so fun and making s'mores and making snowmen and the kids going to ski school and learning to ski. I I love Whistler and I love Aspen. My kids love both of them too. We just recently went to Aspen and stayed at Hotel Jerome, which was so cool. Again, this was a pricier place, but it was a very cool. Like it looked like um, kind of old school Aspen in the way it was kind of cabin-ish. But um, very, the food was incredible, like too good. The staff and, and the concierge, everyone was so, so, so accommodating. One day we wanted to make a snowman and they had snowman kits and they had run out of snowman kits. And I was like, no big deal. We'll figure out something else. And they were like, no, no. And the concierge went to a couple different stores and bought red fabric and a carrot nose and buttons for, to make, for us to have props to make a snowman like their snowman kit. I'm telling you, they went above and beyond in so many different ways. And this town of Aspen is just so cool. And if you're a foodie, the food in Aspen, the French Alpine Bistro is the best meal we had there. It's fondue and so, oh, so many different things. It was just incredible. But honestly, everywhere we ate there was great. The town is really fun to walk around or walk around and shop, but it's cold. I mean, as a person who didn't grow up with snow and we live in a warm place, it gets cold in both of these places. So I always pack lots and lots of layers and I always send a box or two when we're going on a snow vacation just because, but the snow boots alone take up, you know, half a suitcase between all of us. So, um, that's definitely vacations where I always pack, um, pack a box and ship it. And I love the outdoor ice skating. I love the fun little for adults, the cocktail moment where they'll serve you like outside by little igloos. They'll serve you you know, cups made completely out of ice and they'll serve cool, like unique cocktails in it. I think that snow vacations are just so much fun during, um, in February, sometimes we'll go during ski week or in November, December, more towards holiday time. I think it's just, it's so much fun to get your kids out and experiencing the snow. Um, and like I said, it's a lot more, I mean, if you ask me any day, I'd rather have a beach vacation than anything. But I think there's definitely something different and fun and changes it up for snow vacations. And it's a great experience for your kids and for you just to experience somewhere different. But I will not lie. There are some points on a snow vacation when I'm sweating, holding all the gear that I'm like, this is vacation. This is not, this is a trip. This should be categorized as a trip. I could be laying on a lounge chair with a skinny margarita in hand. Why am I doing this to myself? But all is good in the big picture, and I think it's worth doing a balance, and I think um, Whistler and Aspen are, are such great places to um, check out. couple other quick ones. We love camping and motorhoming. I say we loosely. My husband loves it. I did it more when I was younger, but now that we have so many kids in a motorhome, I'm all about the practicality of them sleeping, and it's just not always easy. Once the baby gets a little bit older, it will be easier. We have a motorhome that we bought when we were engaged. So it's been a long time now. So we'll take the motorhome out. My husband loves dirt biking. There's a fun camp spot in California we like called Camp James. 
which is easy to get to. And there's just lots of cool out outdoor adventures. If you want to get your kids just outside and doing things and in nature, I think that's a really great way to do it. Locally here in Southern California, a couple places we love are the Pelican Hill Resort. If you want to, if we want to do a staycation, they have an awesome pool and just a great setup there. So we'll stay at um, Pelican Hill. It's right in Newport Beach, right by Newport Coast. And it's super close to a lot of things like Mastro's Ocean Club and Javier's Newport Beach, two of our favorite restaurants in Newport Beach. They have really great villas, which are like kind of mini little houses at Pelican Hill. So you can really have your own experience if you want to do your own anniversary moment. Um, they have a great golf course if you are into golfing and awesome Sunday brunch and food and a couple different little bars to hit up. So Pelican Hill is always a good time. In Palm Springs, um, I love, again, a waterside hotel. So the Omni Rancho Las Palmas Resort in Palm Springs is really fun. Again, this is more of a kid trip, but they have some slides and a water structure and a little beach pool moment, a lazy river that we really like. Sometimes when we've gone up to Palm Springs for stagecoach, I, my husband will stay in the campground in the motorhome and I will stay at the Omni with my kids. And then I will bring a babysitter and she will stay with them at night. And I will get myself over to stagecoach, spend the whole day with my, my, the whole night with my husband, have a full night out. And then I'll go back to the kids at night. So I'm literally like, almost running 24 hours because I do the kids all day during the day at Omni at the Omni hotel doing all the water slides and stuff. And then I zoom over to meet my husband and he's more in like, you know, partying with his friends mode over at stagecoach, but done that a couple times and it's really fun, but it's just a, a nice weekend getaway and it's not too pricey. Um, or if we want to go to and stay at one of the nicer resorts in Palm Springs, we'll do that. And then we'll take them to a water park. There's a great water park in Palm Springs and so many cities, if you research it, actually have their own water park. So if you're not going somewhere, like I said, that's one of the hard parts. If you want to stay at a more adult place, a lot of times they don't have the water structures or slides, but you can always, you know, stay at the, the adult place, but then go out one day and go to a water park. I also love another Omni, the Omni La Costa Resort and Spa in Del Mar, California, which is really, really fun. Like a mellower, they have some, they have, you know, some small slides. They have splash pads where the water comes up from the ground, which is super fun for little kids. But, you know, they have like four water slides and they do movies outside over the pool at night after the pool closes. So really, really kid friendly. They do s'mores at night. Again, kind of on a smaller scale, but still they'll have things where they have reptiles come out and different like little programs for the kids. So I really like those two Omni resorts if you're going to go in Southern California. Places I want to go back soon or places I've never been. Um, I love the Plaza Hotel in New York City, especially if you have girls going to the Eloise store or I've never stayed in the Eloise hotel room. I really want to take my girls there and stay in the Eloise hotel room. I think that would be super magical and super fun. And I've had friends who have done it and they've said it's been really great, but it is so expensive. Every time I've ever checked on that room, I'm like, well, yep, we'll just go to the Eloise shop. You thank you very much. But someday maybe we'll, we will um, stay at the plaza and stay in that room because it looks so super sweet. And I think that New York is kind of like one of those places like Vegas where you think of it as an adult place. And yeah, you know, in a lot of ways it is, but there's also so much to do and sightsee with kids. Um, it's been quite a few years since we took our kids, definitely before Parker was born. So I'd love to go back there again soon. I'd love to go to um, Punta Mita and maybe explore other places in Cabo. The problem is 
other pla- other places other than Cabo in Mexico. The problem is we love Cabo so much. Every time we think about going somewhere else, we're like, no, 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 let's just go back to Cabo. We know we love it. You know, you some you know you know what you love, and I think there's something awesome about that. Know what you love and go to places you love. Like I want to go to Grand Wailea every year at least well once. I wouldn't go more than once just because that's a, more of a trek and more of a bigger vacation. But I want to go to Cabo at least once a year because we know we love it. I love um, having lunch or dinner at Flora Farms there. It's very like farm to table. They have the freshest cocktails. There's um, a swing set for the kids and like a whole farm to explore and fresh gelato and um, fresh pizzas from the pizza oven. Um, I just love it. So stick with places you know, try out new things. I, you know, like I said, I wanted to breeze through this, especially a little bit at the end because I didn't want it to get too long, but let me know any places you want to hear more details about. I didn't want to deep dive too much into each one just because I didn't want it to become a three hour long podcast that was not easy, easy to, to listen to, but I'd love to share more about specific places. So let me know what places you want to hear more about. I'd love to share more tips and more things we learn, things to do, things not to do. And please let me know places you've gone, places that you've gone that were great for kids that I didn't mention. I'm dying to hear what experiences you've had and what places you think are the best to take your kids. I think this is such a fun thing to think about and talk about vacations. What's more fun than vacations and spending more time with the people we love and really planning them out strategically? I think when I was a a newer mom, I just didn't I didn't do it the same way that I do it now. I've learned so many things and and really thinking about all the dynamics that I talked about in this episode. So, thank you so much for listening. Please share with me at Lindsay's Cloud on Instagram. Every time I post a podcast, I post a picture um, talking about the podcast so we can have a conversation there. So if you don't mind, hop over there. Tell me what you loved from the podcast or what you would like to hear more of and your tips, places that you've been um, that would be great for our next trips. Thank you so much for listening, friends, and cheers to your next vacation. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.